You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, queens. Hey. Hey, girls. So, longtime <laughs> listeners of the show know that we usually do a summer break. That's right. Burnout is real, even when it's something you love. I like know. Yeah, yeah, you need a break. We didn't want to leave you guys high and dry for all of this. Exactly. Over the summer, we're going to be featuring a few different things. Yeah, you might have heard a couple of our classic Patreon episodes. We'll put them on the feed. That's right. And our Patreon episodes might be a little bit different. Different. Like the formatting might be a little bit different, but we think you're gonna love them. Right. You you might have also heard an episode from another podcast that we might yeah. recommend. We have a couple of shows we're gonna feature on the feed that we think you'll love while we take a little break. We hope you enjoy the show. And let's raise a glass. And as always, y'all, we curse a little bit. <laughs> so if you don't like strong language in your history, this may not be the show for you. No, Nathan's got a potty mouth, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, bitches. Hi, this is Katie. And this is Nathan. And you're listening to Queen's Podcast, the show about badass women in history. So I'm super excited yes. because Katie has been building me up for this and has been like, please don't look at the outline, Nathan. Don't yes. read anything. Uh, I want to surprise you. And I am not somebody that likes surprises. So I just want to tell you this story because I think you'll re- I think you'll really jive with it. And I think our listeners are really going to like it. And it's a story I learned from another podcaster when I was traveling around the South here in the U.S. recently. So are you ready for a story of Amer- America's first quote-unquote female serial killer? Um, I have not looked at the outline, so you should pat me on the back for There that. you go, there you go. Um, Yes. Yes. I didn't even know this is what this was about. Yes. I am here for it. And keep in mind that I'm calling her America's quote-unquote first female serial killer. I'm sure there's plenty. Yes. (laughs) All right, so a little backstory. When I was in Charleston, South Carolina recently, we went on this ghost tour. The tour was hosted by... Have you ever heard of the podcast Pleasing Terrors? No, I have not. Our friend Heather played an episode for us once. Oh, um, no, now I know what you're talking Yeah, about. and it's just, it's kind of like, it's just like a, a podcast about spooky shit. I was researching stuff to do in South Carolina because we were going to several places. Atlanta, Charleston, um, Savannah, like... And my husband was like, I know you want to do a ghost tour in every single city. Compromise, let's let's go on one ghost tour. Okay, so I just, like divorce. Divorce, <laughs> but fine. Just kidding. JK Steve, love ya. Love ya. <laughs> but I was I just kind of looked and I was like, okay, South like um Charleston, let's do it there. And then I saw Pleasing Terrors had a walking ghost tour. And I was like, let's give love to the other independent podcasters. Right. right? And I am always down for a good walking tour. I mean, I get right. a little cardio. I get a little scared spook right. cardio too. It's just the added adrenaline. Exactly. <laughs> so there are lots of ghost tours ghost tours in Charleston, but yeah, I really wanted to meet this guy and tell him how much I like to show and chit chat a little bit. So we did. So the way this is going to go, this is a story that he, that was a big feature on his walking tour of 
the ghosts in Charleston. So I am going to tell you the legend. I'm going to tell you the legend with all the over-the-topness, all the... Extra. All the extra, extra, read all about it. Boom, I'm here for it. The kind of things that... The story that people have been telling over the last century and just how it's grown and grown. I love a good gossip story and that's what this sounds like. Yes. And then afterwards we're going to do some myth busting. How about that? Okay. Today I'm going to tell you about Lavinia Fisher, the first female serial killer of the United States. Or at least if you Google first female serial killer of the United States... (laughs) Lavinia Fisher is the first thing to pop up on Google, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Oh, oh. So we've got a little bit of, like, technology tea in here, too. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Maybe Google needs to check its facts. Ooh. So, Lavinia Fisher's, like, beginning of her life, actually all of her life, is a bit of an enigma. We don't know when or where, where she was born, we don't know her maiden name. Oh, this sounds like a lot of our queens. Yes, yes. Think about all the time. That's a surprise. The guess is that she was born in or around Charleston sometime around 1793. Good year, good year. Yeah. For yeah. wine. Yeah. I've never had a wine from 1793. That would be an old ass wine. Probably I would love like to it, try it. Probably tastes like vinegar at this point. <laughs> I, I'm still down to try it. That's why I like vinegar. Put it on top of my salad. It's fine. <laughs> But we do know eventually she married a man named John Fisher. What they say about Lavinia is that she was just like Miss fucking Congeniality, Miss fucking like Charleston. She was phasers to stun. Yes. (laughs) A hundy. Looks and demeanor. She was just a knockout. Uh, She had long black hair that really accentuated her beautiful face. She had uh, this smile that just, like, drew everyone in. Man, woman, child. Everyone was just, like, when they were around her and she smiled, like, she was just, like, so awesome. Like, please let me bask in the glory of your smile. So a beautiful brunette who's also, like, got this personality. Mm -hmm. Sign me up and I don't even like women. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) She just also had this way about her of just making everybody that talked to her feel comfortable. I think we've all met people like that before. Yeah, very, con- like you said, congenial, also easy to open up to. Yes. Like it's somebody who's not going to judge you. Yes. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I think like in today, like maybe she would work like in PR. Oh, maybe absolutely. she would be like a hype person of some sort. But yeah, she and her husband owned an inn called the Six Mile Wayfarer House. Not 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 eight mile like Eminem. No, no, no. So back then, Charleston, like proper, was a lot smaller of a town than it is now. Most American cities that were around during like the Revolutionary War, they've grown a lot. Yeah, so like when travelers from out of town would be traveling into Charleston, it was really common for all these big towns to have inns that marked how far you were away from your destination. So there was, they had the six-mile inn. There was also a four-mile inn. There was a two-mile inn. So it was like ye old Google Maps meets Airbnb? Kind of. Sure. Sure. <laughs> it's like, you're going to be here in two miles. Might as well stay. Yeah. Like, they'd stop and be like, oh, we're at this six-mile Wayfarer house. Okay, when is the sun going to set? Do we want to stop for the night? Do we want to keep going till the two-mile? Something like that. So that was just a really common thing for people traveling around, you know, in their horse and buggy back then. Lavinia and John... Fisher are running the six the six mile in outside of Charleston, and they they're just this very active couple in like Charleston society kind so of like, uh, not like society people like they wouldn't be like at the debutante ball. But I was like, about to say I wanted to be like, were they those no, racist people at the debutante ball? No, uh, they're more <laughs> like um, just. You know, having a cookout. <laughs> the fish is okay, going to be there. Just, kind of thing. just having some barbecue brew. Just really just pop, baked beans, pop, yes. potato salad. Yes. Having a blast. Yes. Lavinia and John would be bringing some food, maybe like an acoustic guitar to do music. They are like just a popular couple amongst the people of Charleston. We're queen. 
Yes, and there in is really, really popular, really, really lucrative. So it's the bougie place to stay when you go to Charleston. Oh, well, no, not it's the not the bougie. bougie. It's not bougie, but they're just, you know. If the, you wanted to go have a good time, you'd stay sure, here. Sure, yeah. It's just got a really good reputation. It's like your mom's beach house. It's like my mom's <laughs> beach house. Yes. Lavinia Fisher is much like my mother. Sure. Serial killer. Serial killer. No. <laughs> Sorry, Cindy. So, all right. So all of that is going on, but behind the scenes... The story goes that John and Lavinia were actually bum 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 <gasps> murderers. Why am I not surprised? That, that, it, I mean, you did say it was about serial. Yes, because so. we've yeah, Spoiler. as established. Um, <laughs> travelers, mainly single men, or just only single men that were traveling by themselves, would stay at the Six Mile House. And just never be seen or heard from again. Yeah. At first, though, the city of Charleston was like, no. Not sweet, beautiful, perfect Lavinia. Like, she she, she couldn't... This is a coincidence that these men were never seen again. Maybe they just decided to move somewhere else. It's the 1800s. It's completely possible. Right. Well, people disappeared all the time back then. Yeah. But, like, really, according to legend... These disappearances went on for years, and people just kept going, not Lavinia, she's too sweet and pretty, couldn't do it. Oh, so it started to get suspicious. Yes, (laughs) suspicious. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course, you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. Things done weird things. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. In 1819, enough people were convinced that something fishy was going on at the Six Mile House, that they were going to go down there and figure out what the buzz was. So something fishy was going on at the Fishers? Ah! Ah! Yes. (laughs) See what I did there? You got it. Play on words. You got it. (laughs) So the group of uh, disgruntled folks, I don't know. I'm just imagining, like, you know, like the mom. That's what you would see in a play. Disgruntled (laughs) A group of disgruntled folks. Yes. I'm picturing, like, the angry mob from, like, Frankenstein's monster just going down with their pitchforks and shit. I'm just thinking shit. about, like, the jets and the sharks from... Sure. They're just going down to the Six Mile House going... Yes, exactly. <laughs> so they get down there, and they decided that they're... Like, the, the fishers weren't there. And they, like, poked around, decided they didn't find anything fishy at the fishers. <laughs> so they were going to head back to Charleston. But this one guy, David Ross, stayed behind. I don't know if he, like, pulled a short straw. Is, or, he, like, is he, like, any relation to Bob Ross? No. Um, you know. Probably not. Haven't looked into that. <laughs> wasn't part of my research. The Ross dynasty was Please not part of your research. Please follow up if anybody has any Bob Ross <laughs> ties to Lavinia Fisher. <laughs> so, uh, anyway. Six degrees of Bob Ross. Um, <laughs> but no, so this David Ross guy decided, I don't know if he decided to stay behind or if they were like any mini miny mo mm-hmm. who's going to stay and confront the murderers, you know, like, and Bob Ross, Bob Ross, David Ross got picked. <laughs> <laughs> 
So Ross is there when the Fishers show back up. But then Lavinia and John got this group of sketchy-looking motherfuckers in tow with them. So they were like the sketchy jets, like the the, yes. the, the backwoods jets. I don't jets. know. I I don't. I'm not loving the West Side Story analogy. It doesn't really fit with the whole lot of the story. Okay, here, reel it in. Reel it in. <laughs> So yeah, the Fishers and a gang of like real sketchy looking motherfuckers roll back up into the inn and it seemed that Lavinia was the head of a highway robbery gang. I love her already right? and we are not even into it. Right? <laughs> so the gang was called the Six Mile Gang and they were some bad hombres. Mm, bitch, I'm ready for it. They supposedly took like robbed... Because back then, highway robbery was a serious offense because, like, I mean, it was just people on horses and, like, if there wasn't a whole lot of security, traveling from town to town was dangerous business back in these days. Yeah, they you didn't know? have cops, like, literally Ye- patrolling the Yeah, it, it was so sense. easy to for highway robbers to just stop you, rob you, kill you if they, you felt like it. So highway robbery was a hangable offense. Like, it was a big fucking deal. So, but it seems like Lavinia has a gang of highway robbers that she is the leader of. The gang gets back to the Six Mile house, and Ross is there, and they start roughing him up, like, what are you doing here? What are you doing snooping around? Oh, bitch. And so he runs to Lavinia, because sweet, beautiful... Miss Congeniality, Lavinia, is going to save him, obviously. since And also, she's the only woman in the group. Yeah, she believes in world peace. Yes. She loves everybody else. So, you know, she's just that girl. But here's a twist. Lavinia tries to choke him to death. Oh, my God. Right? Shut up. She tries to choke him out and, like, hits his head up against a window. Somehow, Ross manages to break free from the gang and I guess just runs the six miles she back to Charleston. She is straight up hood. She, like, yeah. He's gonna fuck you up. Yes. Yes. She is in the movie Miss Congeniality. She is Sandra Bullock before the makeover in this section. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. So around the same time, there was this guy named John Peoples. So let's say this is like the next night. John Peoples is traveling and he stops at the six mile house looking for a room. And the beautiful lady that owns the inn tells him, like, I am so sorry. She's fishing for people. She's, oh my God, (laughs) she is fishing for peoples. Absolutely. She's like, oh, I'm so sorry, baby. We are completely out of rooms. However, like, we made all this food for our guests tonight, and they didn't eat it all. So if you want a free meal, if you just want to take a load off, have some good conversation, have a meal, why don't you do that? It's on the house. And John Peebles is like, sweet. You know, I'm Yeah. I'm hungry. Let's do it. So he, Lavinia, and John Fisher sit down to dinner. And Lavinia is asking him, like, increasingly personal questions. Like, it starts with the basics. Like, where are you from? Where are you going? And then it was like, who did you vote for? How much money do you make? What religion are you? Like, it's like, whoa. whoa, whoa. What's your mother's maiden name? What's the last four digits of your social? Yes. Uh, no, stop. <laughs> It was probably more like, so do you have people in Charleston? Will they miss you if you don't make it there? <laughs> will, will they miss you when I murder you? Yeah. Yeah. And how long before people come looking for you? Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> Gotta go. Gotta go. <laughs> people thinks it's odd, but she's so sweet and she's so charming and so beautiful that he's just assuming like she must not realize how invasive these questions are. She, you know, uh, bullshit. <laughs> being a beautiful, popular woman is a great cover for being a serial killer, I guess. <laughs> cover girl. Cover girl, yes. <laughs> being a cover girl is a great cover. For being a serial for killer. For being a serial killer, yes, 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 yes. So after dinner, Lavinia comes out with, like, some tea and gives him a cup of tea. And so he's drinking it, and they're still chit-chatting. But John didn't like tea, so he's not really drinking it. He's, like, faking, and then whenever she turns out, turns away, like... Puts turns it, it in, to the dog? Yeah, you know, no. puts, it, puts it in a plant, like, turn, pours it out somewhere, so, you know, he doesn't want to be rude. It's smart, because the tea is laced with some kind of sedative or something that's meant to just, like, knock him the fuck out. That's some Bill Cosby shit. So, so they <laughs> are chatting for a little bit, and I guess when they're like, okay, um, I guess he's got a really strong, like... 
immune, like, or what's the immunity to Maybe you just sleeping. take sleeping pills all the time. Yeah, like, they're like, okay, plan B. And so she cleans the dishes off the table, goes to the kitchen, and then comes back. And it's like, the craziest thing just happened. A room opened up. Are you, did you still want to stay? And he was like, it, I really am too, like, I've got a full belly. It's really late. Highway robbers all over the place. I really should stay. Even though he's feeling uncomfortable with it because they've given him sketch vibes. He's like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to stay. Okay. So he gets to his room. Okay. But he's having a hard, like, he's just kind of stressed out by the situation. So he's having a hard time. Seems a little suspicious. Seems a little suspicious. Yes. (laughs) So he's like, you know what? I think if something went down... I would be better suited to, like, defend myself if I slept in the chair sitting up holding my shotgun. I mean, touche, if I were to walk into a room and uh, casually trying to rob somebody and they they had a gun sitting there in their chair, I'd be like... And they're holding it. You know, never mind. Just checking to make sure your stay was okay. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So in the middle of the night, he's, like, dozing off, sitting in the chair, holding his gun... And he hears a crash. Oh my god! So the story goes that he wakes up, shoots out of bed, shoots out of chair, I guess. Shoots out of chair. <laughs> <laughs> and sees that where the bed was supposed to be, the floor had opened up. A trap door was underneath. It. Oh, this is some Harry Houdini shit. Yes. <laughs> and the bed had dropped down underneath, and he looks to where the bed is, and there's like these bloody spikes, and just. Dead bodies all okay. over the cellar where the, his bed has dropped into. And if he had been laying on that bed, you know, he'd be dead right now. You know? He'd be dead. <laughs> and so John Peoples grabs his shit, jumps out the window. The story goes that he jumped on a horse bareback. I guess that means that, like, he didn't even take time to put the saddle on his horse. Yeah. And, and GTFO. Language, that means something way different. Yes, I know. <laughs> it means the same thing in straight people. No condom, right? Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. They didn't have condoms back then, so it just meant one thing. (laughs) I don't think they had condoms then. Yeah, they did. They did? Back in the 1400s, they did. Condoms? Well. I don't think I should research uh, the history of condoms on my work computer. Better not. (laughs) Better not. Smart move. One of those smarter decisions you've made. Don't want to get fired. Mm -mm. you're researching it for insurance purposes anyway <laughs> yeah what do you think about that what do you think about the trap door and that is the sounds, cellar full of dead bodies that is like okay it's giving me like elizabeth bathory vibes mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. it seems a little extreme okay okay if i were to be a detective mm-hmm. um i would definitely be like that seems a little made up yes okay so I'm just going to be the instinct of rationality here. Right. <laughs> okay, so Peoples makes it to Charleston and goes immediately to the cops, where David Ross has been for the last day, being like, no, you have to believe me, Lavinia Fisher tried to kill me. And they're With like, a trap door with spikes? Well, That's... remember, David Ross was the guy that she choked out. Oh, okay. So, like, David Ross is already there at the cops being like... She tried to she kill tried me. To kill and me they're out. like, Miss Congeniality did not try to kill you. Go back home, drunky McDrunkerson or whatever. Yeah. You and your angry mob. But then but when tra- Trapdoor Spike When man. People's <laughs> Trapdoor Spike Man shows up being like Band name, I called it. Band name I called it. <laughs> yes, I love it. Trapdoor Spike Man. Yes. <laughs> so he's like, This just happened to me at the six mile house. And that's whenever the cops were like, okay, we got two dudes here with, like, fishy claims from the fishers. We better go check it out. Let's just do our due diligence, I guess. Like, they uh, Due diligence is, like, my work meeting uh, now on a chalkboard. Uh, Keep going, carry on. The cops go out there, and they arrest the fishers. And while they're holding him, they, they start searching everything. Oh, this is important, too. They arrest the fishers... And they arrest two other members of the Six Mile Gang. Okay? So two. Okay. So that's four people in total are arrested. And they are put in the Old City Jail. Side note about the Old City Jail. Haunted as fuck. And Already it, at this point. Was it old? Was it I don't old? know if it was just the City Jail back okay. then. <laughs> or if it's now called the Old City Jail. But like... In the 1800s. I just made Katie go down a rabbit hole. I don't hole. know. I don't know. But let me tell you, 
by the 1800s, it was already haunted as fuck because. So yes. So yes, before it was the before it was the jail in Charleston. It was a place where they housed. Um, there had been like a smaller, smaller scale uprising of the enslaved people. Oh no! And so that's where they housed to like punish oh, a bitch. lot. Bitch, of- I would haunt that shit if yes. I was one of those people. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, "You ain't gonna sleep mm-hmm. tonight, bitch." So, and then before it was <laughs> like torture poor enslaved people house. Good lord! It was an asylum for mentally ill people. What you know what those were like in any time before nowadays. Even nowadays they're horrible. Yeah. So um, lots of angry souls already before it was a jail. Pissed. And also the jail, just like a generation later, was expanded upon because at this time in history they were looking at it going, this is way too small for all the criminals that were putting in it. So Lavinia and John... And two other dudes from the Six Mile Gang are put into this jail that is, like, literally ass to elbow and haunted as fuck. Okay, I feel like the Six Mile Gang should be, like, a, 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 a group of gay people that love the musical Six. That would be great. Unfortunately, <laughs> but it's not. Unfortunately, no. No, no, no. Moving right along. What I'm getting at is this is a bummer of a place to be. Sounds like it. Yeah. Uh, so the authorities go back to the Six Mile House and really start digging in, start looking around, and the story goes is that they find hundreds of men's bodies. Hundreds? Hundreds. Hundreds. Hundies. <laughs> oh. The cellar is just chock full of dead bodies, dead men's bodies, left, right, and center. Bodies but- on bodies on bodies. Bodies on bodies on bodies. <laughs> they had been killing and robbing men for years. No two ways about it. No talking your way out of this. Oh, Lord. So the cops go back to ye old haunted jail and, you know, the Six Mile Gang is there. But then a couple of days later, the two guys, the two other guys in the Six Mile Gang, they were let go on bail. Oh. And they were given a speedy trial, and they were given, like, a slap on the wrist. Like, oh, oh, please oh. don't rob anybody again. And they were like, super promise. And they were like, all right, you all can right, go. Bye. So John and Lavinia are thinking, well, we don't know what the holdup is, but obviously that's going to be what happens to us, too. Oh, no. Nope. Nope. Hold on. Nope. The Fishers sat in jail for a year awaiting their trial. I think they had, like, maybe, like, some hearings that they then appealed and da-da-da-da-da. But they were eventually found guilty and sentenced to die by hanging. Not a cool thing. Uh -uh. (laughs) Lavinia had no fucking chill about this. I mean, would you? No. A woman had never been sentenced to hang before. Well, let me... Let me kind of, like, tweak that a little bit. Oh, a white married woman had never been sentenced to hang before. Okay. Um, (laughs) In fact, it was against the law to hang a married woman. A white married woman in Charleston. Yeah, Yeah. that's how it goes. Yeah, because this was still, like, antebellum. Lots of slavery in Charleston at the time, yeah. So she is just like, but I'm married. I'm married. You can't hang me. I'm a married woman. Oh, Lord, the privilege is just oozing from every cell in her body. Well, I mean, it was against the law, so she thought she was... And, like, also their friends. But I'm married and I'm white. Yeah. And their friends had just been let go. So it's like, why are you throwing this, like, the full arm of the law at us? They're like, I feel really attacked right now. (laughs) Yeah, I feel really attacked right now with this whole sentence to hang. Mm. (laughs) Anyway, so, but she's just... Like, losing her fucking cool. Like, no, you can't do this. You can't do this. Just, like, screaming night and day. They People are getting really fucking sick of her. As the execution day approaches, John accepts his fate. He becomes a born-again Christian. He repents his sins. And he was like, well, this is it. I'm going to hang. I've accepted it. Um, he makes, you know, starts talking to a pastor every day. So you're talking about John. Is that how Lavinia felt? No, that was not her approach <laughs> at all. She appealed and appealed and appealed, and when that didn't work, she appealed again. She was that bitch that like drew it out in court. Oh my god, yeah. it was like it reminds me. Do you remember when we talked about Agri- Agrippina the Elder 
and how just she would not shut the fuck up about how she thinks that, you know, that there was a plot to murder her husband, mm-hmm. and so they sent her to Starvation Island. You know that song, Shut the Fuck Up right now. Yes. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah, I'm sure everybody, even the ghosts in the old city jail were like, shut the fuck up. Someone tell this bitch to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Hit song. On iTunes. On iTunes. (laughs) So their execution day approached, and Lavinia was really hoping to get off on the technicality that she was married. To drive that point home, she had someone bring her her wedding dress. What? Diva is the female version of a hustler. Yes. She was like, I'm going to wear my wedding dress on the gallows, and it's going to send a sign, and they're going to... It wasn't completely unheard of for people on the day that they were supposed to get hung or hanged, whichever. Uh-huh. Um, hung is a man. Uh, hung, hung, wait. Yeah, but is it hung or hanged? Whenever you're, like, hanged. You are hung? <laughs> okay, uh, another rabbit hole that people can go down the night. Anyway, no. anyway. Eh, anyway. I'm thinking about dick. <laughs> oh, I know, Nathan. <laughs> on the day of their execution... Hundreds of people show up because you know no Netflix, <laughs> no podcast. Like, they don't got anything to they do. They want to see people die. There's a hanging. I, I would have to be really hard up for entertainment. I to would be, be like, that person that was like, "There's a hung man." I'm like, "Yay!" I know like, he's dying, but oh, I thought I was gonna see Dick. Um, they were going to watch people die. It was a whole like. Like, you made a day out of it. Whatever. They hang John first. Because once he's dead, Lavinia is no longer a married woman. Oh, yeah. I see what they did there. Loophole. Loophole. <laughs> John goes quietly. Uh, John had a priest go up to the gallows with him. Read a little letter about, like, oh, I hope God will forgive my sins. Whatever. Blah, 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 blah. And then he's hung. Um, just bloop, they pull it out they pull the thing out from underneath his feet and he drops he's hung he'd be dead he'd be dead again do you think this was Lavinia's approach to this event in her life eh, wrong wrong <laughs> Lavinia like was brought to the noose kicking and fucking screaming I'm thrashing around I'm in like, her wedding dress I'm, I'm just there. like get off of me motherfuckers you're not like, gonna ah! kill me without a fight you right <laughs> Uh, she was not fucking having any of it, yelling curses, spitting, just having, like, freaking the fuck out. And as they put the noose around her neck, she shouted out to the crowd, if anyone has a message for hell, give it to me and I'll carry it. And then, Oh, bitch. <laughs> and then before they could pull it out from under her feet, she jumped off the gallows and hung herself. So. What the fuck? That is... Like metal as fuck. That's metal. That is yes. <laughs> that is metal, metal as fuck. As that is fuck. somebody who most badass. Yeah, last they're words. just like, if you have any messages to tell, I'm going. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, punk rock metal. What the? I love her. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Love her. Legend <laughs> goes to this day. A woman in a white wedding dress still haunts the old town jail, wailing and screaming, and just all in all, making anyone who has the misfortune of being alone in that building feel a sense of dread and unease. She's singing like Nirvana. Yeah. (laughs) Who's metal? Not Nirvana. They're grunge. (laughs) I I don't know. I'm not good at metal. Me neither. They're very punk rock, though. I don't know. (laughs) Whatever. Like the Pixies. (laughs) No, the Pixies. Sure. (laughs) Edit. Anyway. So that is the legend of Lavinia Fisher. Oh, so you emphasized legend. Yes. So So that is the the tall tale with all the -the over-the-top details that have gone down through the generations about America's so-called first serial killer. Takuyi here. And I'm Gabby. And we are the hosts of History of Everything, a podcast which you can probably guess by the name is, well, I mean, it's about everything. Do you want to know why people thought potatoes were evil and would give you syphilis? Are you curious about all the stories of the terrible and stupid ways that people have kicked the bucket over the years? Do you want to hear tales about all of the different badasses of history and the lives that they had brought to life? 
Well, if so, then look no further. History of Everything is just the right podcast for you. It's available on Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere else that you get your podcast from. Join us for some fun and just see how weird and wacky history can be. Hey y'all, spooky season is here. And if you're looking for a show to whet your appetite for a little haunted history, then I'd like to invite you to check out Southern Gothic, a chart-topping history podcast that explores some of the most infamous legends, folklore, ghost stories, and hauntings of the American South. We've covered all sorts of stuff from the Bell Witch of Tennessee to the disappearance of the Confederate submarine, the H.L. Hunley, not to mention our deep dives into the local lore of some of America's oldest and most haunted cities like New Orleans, Charleston, and St. Augustine. So if you're ready for a little good old-fashioned Halloween storytelling with a commitment to quality historical research, then be sure to check out Southern Gothic today. It's available now on all your favorite podcast apps. Yeah, so that's the legend. What do you what do you think so far? I think I've already started to smell a rat in here. Yeah, like yeah. I've started to realize that this story's a little extra. Right. And usually when there's a titch bit of extra, there's some lies and pecan pies. Yes. Um, some Liza Minnelli. Yeah, Liza Minnelli is all up in this. Like, uh, it's uh, with a Z, not, not Z. <laughs> so let's look at some myth-busting facts, shall we? Shall I crack open a new beer? Yes. Yeah, pour yourself a drink. So first up, the bodies on bodies on bodies on bodies. All right. Absolutely false. Not surprised. The authorities did say they found some men's remains, but what that actually meant was like wallets, pocket watches. Oh. Yeah. That's, uh, remains to me is like body parts. Yeah. (laughs) Now they did find some remnants of like body parts that they dug up like on the grounds, but these probably predated the fishers being there by like a hundred years. Well, the bodies were probably, you know, whoever settlers that had lived on those lands a hundred years ago. So like it's Charleston. They couldn't they couldn't tie the bodies that they found back to the fishers. Okay. But that doesn't really make for a great story, does it? No, it doesn't. So about that first female serial killer thing. Um Lavinia and John actually weren't charged with murder. So, wait, if they weren't charged with murder, was anybody charged with murder? Nobody in the Six Mile Gang was charged with murder. So, shut the fuck up right now. What is going on? Remember how I said highway robbery was a hanging offense? Oh, because they petty. They, They were charged with highway robbery. And I, in my opinion, I think they were guilty of highway robbery. Oh, absolutely. But is that really a hangable offense? I mean, it was a hangable offense, Uh, but... Officially. Like, officially on the records. But really, in action, it was mostly used for, like, repeat offenders. Like, I don't know, who's... Bonnie and Clyde had been, like, caught or something. Like, they but were... But even... I mean, I'm just... Not... Sorry for the political statement, but I don't, I don't think killing anybody is a, a, a good... Well, yeah. Thing. No, well, that... <laughs> well, there were a lot of, you know, morally objectable <laughs> things going yeah. on in the South in this time. I think it's really stupid. Um, but... So, it was on, on paper, hangable offense, but it was so rarely put against people yeah. who were first-time offenders mm-hmm. and their friends got let go. So why not me, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think it's also worth mentioning after they investigated the house, after they searched the house, they burnt it down. So I guess Lavinia is like raging to the machine. Yes, that's. <laughs> this is one of the reasons she's so pissed off. She's like, why are you throwing the law at me? And also, does it seem... Weird to you that after they searched the house, the authorities burnt it down, like destroying evidence. Yeah, yeah, that's right? sketch. That's suspicious. That's suspicious. <laughs> so white married women weren't hung, especially for like first time of being charged with highway robbery. Robbery. Typically, the people who were hung for highway robbery was like I was saying, like people that were repeat offenders. 
So her anger is really, really starting to make sense now. <laughs> it seems like something else might be up, huh? Uh huh. I would say so. All right. So we've dispelled that she was America's first female serial killer right there. So Google is wrong. <laughs> Uh, that title officially goes to a woman named Jane Toppin, like a generation later in Massachusetts. Okay, come yeah. on, Jane. Be the bitch that this one was it? The, I, don't, I don't know. This is not a good thing. I don't thing know Jane's to, story. Yeah, I don't know. And this isn't something to I'm compete. sure she had her reasons. And, then, um, and I don't think competing for serial for, killer no, is a good thing. No, it's not really. No. So, why? Why was the law thrown at them specifically? Why was she brought to like this end? Oh, conspiracy theories. So let's talk about yeah, let's talk about some conspiracy theories. So today, where the Six Mile House was, it sits a naval hospital. So let me get this straight. It was like a mental institution turned no, slavery. Oh. That's the old town jail. Sorry. The jail. The Six Mile House. The old town jail is still like it's a historical landmark where People go and do, like, ghost... You can pay to, like, spend the night there and do a ghost hunting thing. No, thank you. Yeah. The the guy from Pleasing Terrors that did our tours has stayed at this the um, Old Town Jail, and he does not recommend it. Um, and I will take his word for that. Uh, that is a one-star review on Google. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, first of all, no air conditioning. Um, Second of all, haunted AF. <laughs> this lady in a white dress kept coming up to me, screaming in my face. Not cool. Um... <laughs> Today, where the Six Mile Inn was, there's a naval hospital. And one of the stories is that the government knew James Monroe, who was president at the Mm -hmm. time, was going to be strolling through sometime. And they, like, doing a tour of the Carolinas. And they really wanted to impress him by setting up, like, a state-of-the-art, whatever the fuck that means in the 1800s, military base. So it had windows. So it had windows. (laughs) And I guess, like, toilets. Um, and so they wanted to put it at, on the Fisher's land. So the, the, the Fishers refused to sell because they were like, business is fucking booming. Why would we? No. I'm getting not. plenty of fish. I'm yeah. a Fisher. Yeah. And so the theory is, is that the book was thrown at them to free up the land and then the house was burnt down so they could be like, okay, let's start building this. Very Elizabeth Bathory. Right? Like it's just the rich guy's like, oh, they're awful. Let me just steal all your money. We should also state that Charleston politicians at this time were corrupt as fuck. Yeah. Why am I not surprised? Yeah. So while it seems a bit extreme, I'm not totally in disbelief of this theory or me anything. Me neither. This is already number one on the list, but it's only number one. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the other theory that I'm going to mention, I actually couldn't find anywhere else in my research about it. Like, even though there's not like a whole lot of concrete research on it anyway, but the Pleasing Terrors tour, he mentioned, he dropped this bombshell that, like I said, I can't find anywhere else. He said that there is some evidence that Lavinia was actually biracial and partially black. Okay. Okay, so we're in, like, the 18... We're in antebellum. Slavery is still pop-a-loppin'. So, is her man... White. Okay, that makes an issue. Yes, and John was white. So, that, paired with the government wanting their land, was, like, (laughs) caused caused such public disgust when they found out... Because they're racist. Because racism. (laughs) Now... Yeah, I couldn't find anything about this, but the guy that runs the Pleasing Terrors tour has been working for, like, the Charleston Historical Society for years and years and years. So he might be privy to things that Google didn't give me, you know? Insider information. Insider information. (laughs) Yeah, interracial marriages were not cash money back then in the South or, well, really anywhere in America. Probably still not today. Um, <laughs> There's some people that are still not stupid. I mean, when I was in Charleston, all Charleston, Atlanta, Savannah, I saw a lot of interracial couples. Good. So I think it's, I Good. think it's a little bit better now. Better. But yeah, so that's the other theory is that they had that, like that maybe they were doing some highway robbery on top of people being so outraged about okay. it being an interracial I'm gonna be, I'm gonna couple. Be honest, I'm 100% honest with you. I'm still on. on. Still, still that, think that, it's just, that's, yeah. That's still, 
My number one. <laughs> so I'm never usually one to lean too hard into conspiracies all that much, but it see it does seem weird that it was like first time offender, we're gonna hang you and burn your house. You know? Yeah, so there's a deeper hatred there. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. There are some that don't believe she was even in a ga- the gang. I don't know. I, I I I think she was. I think maybe I doubt that she was out there physically robbing people because she was a woman and But you can't you can still be the brains behind the operation. Exactly. So, so I think that she was part of it, however, comma, I don't know. I think that somebody was out to just get her money. Or in her land. Yeah, and I don't think it was a racial thing. However, I don't know. So, So, do we have another theory? uh, Those are like the those are the two things. Super dominant ones. Yeah, they're both really good. Yeah, like I can see how you could go for either one. I'm still for number one because I think. I'm, I'm still going to say Elizabeth Bathory vibes. Yeah, you know very I mean? Elizabeth Bathory vibes. So that is myth one busted. She was not a serial killer. Right. Good. I mean, she was just a highway robber. Yeah. Robberess. Robberess. Yeah. So her hanging. Did she really wear a wedding dress? What do you think? Um, I mean, it's giving me, what is that, uh, Great Expectations. Oh, Miss Havisham? Yeah. Giving you Miss Havisham giving vibes? Me very Great Expectation vibes. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. That is around the same time period, right? I We're think in so, the yeah. 1800s, mm-hmm. so I think it's bullshit. Um, <laughs> first of all, how would she have even gotten her wedding dress? Yeah. I, like, I'm getting very Miss They burned down her house. It's very Miss Yeah, they burned down her house. Back then, regular people didn't necessarily go out of, go out and buy, like, an over-the-top dress for your wedding dress. It was just kind of a nice or white dress you had. hanging. Well, like, so, and how would have anybody have gotten it into her? Mm. Like, like I said, they burnt down the house, so it's really unlikely she anybody... She her wedding dress? Yeah. <laughs> and if she was allowed visitors at all in the jail, I don't think they would have been allowed to bring in stuff like a wedding dress. <laughs> That's not something you just casually smuggle in. Yeah. Like, here, yeah. I got you a candy bar or a wedding dress. And it could, uh, <laughs> like, what if it had something hidden in it? I don't, I just, it seems unlikely. What is more likely is that they probably gave them, like shift dresses to be hung in. Just like in, a white dress. And it was white. And then somebody was, like, they started the rumor. Started the tall tale. That was her wedding She was dress. in a white dress. She was in a wedding dress because she was a married woman. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But I, it's so dramatic. It makes for great storytelling, doesn't it? I mean, it does. It makes for great storytelling. So did she go to the gallows kicking and screaming? What do you think? Yeah. I, I mean, okay. Let's be real. Even she didn't admit to doing anything. Yeah. So even if she was innocent, even if she was guilty, I'm going kicking or screaming either way. Right. <laughs> so the consensus there is maybe there are firsthand accounts from that day. Because, you know, it was a big story in the newspapers. But they just said that she didn't go easy. But, you know, one person's didn't go easy could just be, she said a couple of words, another person's didn't go easy could be kicking and screaming, throwing curses all over, you but know? But she could also be Tina Turner and say she never ever does nothing nice and easy. <laughs> she never does nothing <laughs> nice and easy. <laughs> Lastly, those famous last words. If you have a message for hell, give it to me and I will carry it. It's so metal and, I mean... That, that needs to be on my tombstone. I know, it's so <laughs> fucking baller, and I wish I could tell you they were her last words. <laughs> but they're not. But most likely, no. I think that would be the best tombstone I know. ever. <laughs> I was wishing so bad that I could find something that would be like, actually, yes, but like, almost definitely not. Almost <laughs> definitely, no. Um, and she didn't jump either. She to the very last second was hoping that somebody would show up with a pardon and then they pulled the ground out from underneath her and the paper said she died without a whimper. I wish uh, she was so much more metal than Which is a lot less cooler, but hey, she had a lot on her mind. I mean, she did. She was a highway robber of the Six Mile Gang, bitch. Right? <laughs> now, 
Does she haunt the Old Town Jail? Bitch, yes. I mean, maybe, y'all. Hard, maybe, leaning towards yes. Uh, if, if I was executed, uh, uh, not righteously, yes. uh, by the way, I would be pissed off, too. Right? So, go to YouTube, type in Charleston Old Town Jail, and none of the videos that come of it are just going to be straight history videos. They are all ghost hunting or haunted history okay. videos. I mean, all the horrible things that have happened in this building. You're right. inclined to believe. like, And everybody, no one talks about the old city jail and the hauntings there without talking about Lavinia. Or sometimes they just refer to her as the woman in white. And there's uh. like been lots of sightings of the woman in white. And if you are inclined to believe that the building might, you know, maybe you don't straight up believe in ghosts, but hey, if that much negative shit has happened in there, there might still be some pissed off negative energy uh, sticking around. I think people need to go look up and see if there's yeah, some ghosts the yeah. there, bitch. Ooky spooky. Ooky spooky. <sighs> a boo. But yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot of people who have done them have claimed to see the woman in white or like, you know, taking pictures and then go back and look at the pictures and see like a white entity that appears to be shaped like a woman. So I'm not saying, I'm just saying. (laughs) So make uh, your own assumptions there. Welcome to the story of Lavinia Fisher. I mean, that's the finale of the story. That is, so that is most everything. If you've ever heard the tall tales and what she is so famous for, most of it is not true. But bitch, her ghost might still be there, and she's pissed. I mean, pissed. if I had a bad reputation, I wouldn't be like Joan Jett. I would give a damn about my bad reputation, yeah. and I would haunt some shit until it got served right. Exactly. So hopefully, we're calming the spirits here at Queen's Podcast. I hope we're doing her some justice. <laughs> I hope she likes that we're telling her story and trying to get it right this time. So I hope you guys enjoyed the story of not. America's first female serial killer. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers, bitches. Cheers, bitches. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.